time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Over these past few weeks, we've been talking about these rules of living. Now, let me just say, when I say rules, I'm talking about ones I choose to live by and that you could choose to live by. It's not one that somebody's going to enforce. It's not somebody, something that somebody's going to make you do. But what I've discovered is that when I have some rules in my mind about how I want my life to go, life seems to work better. When I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants with, with no precepts, no ideas, no rules, I find that I keep vacillating and moving back and forth and getting myself into trouble because I don't have a clear path. So these rules are designed to give you kind of a clear path on how to build a thriving life kind of piece by piece so you have something to refer to. We started off by talking about some pieces of how you want to move through life and deal with fear and then how to show up in life and then how to deal with both the past and the present or past in the future. And now today I want to talk about how you clear out some of those remnants that have happened already to us because we all have those things in life where we've been hurt. Whether it's intentional or not, we have those hurts from the past and sometimes even hurts that we ourselves have caused from the past that can keep us stuck. So today the rule, rule number five, is find freedom from forgiving. In other words, forgiving is your process to freedom. The process to using forgiveness is to move you forward. And here's the thing. A lot of times when I talk about forgiveness, and I've done a lot of writing on forgiveness, I've actually got a book coming out on my forgive process in October, And when I talk about it, I realize that a lot of people get very uh, defensive about forgiveness because they think I'm telling them they have to forgive. And part of the reason for that is because we have been raised in a culture that has made it a mandate, not an opportunity. A lot of that has to do with the way we've interpreted religious ideas about forgiveness where you have to forgive the person rather than recognizing that we get to forgive. We have the opportunity to forgive. So why forgive? Well, because forgiving lets us let go of what's happened. It lets us let go of those events and those people in the past that have caused hurt. And part of that process allows us to begin to move away from those places. Now, the first thing we have to do is let go of some of those beliefs that we've dragged along, like the have to. Forgiveness is not a have to. It's a get to. It's not that you have to forgive. I'm just saying that it's much better to move forward in life free from those hurts. Just imagine for a minute if you had the opportunity of either staying stuck to something in the past that maybe you think about even on a daily basis, but certainly that frequently you return to and you keep thinking about that person who hurt you or that event that hurt you or that place that causes the pain. Would you want to stay anchored to it or would you rather have an opportunity to move away from it? Most of us would like an opportunity to move away we just don't know how. So we stay tied to those, those past events and those past people and, and all of those other places. And here are a couple of reasons why. One is because we are under the impression that if you forgive somebody, you let them off the hook. 
So let me take that away, first of all. Forgiving the other person has nothing to do with the other person. It has everything to do with you and your orientation towards it. The other person doesn't even have to know that you've forgiven them. In fact, when I'm working with couples, my suggestion is if they choose to forgive something that, that their spouse has done and their spouse hasn't asked for forgiveness, they don't need to announce that they've forgiven them. And that's a general rule of thumb. I don't see any reason to contact somebody who caused you harm in the past and say, hey, I just want to let you know I forgive you. Because the other person might say, I don't even know what you're talking about. Or the other person might say, I never asked for forgiveness. So this is an internal process about you getting rid of that, not about how it changes the other person. In fact, part of the not letting them off the hook, if you forgive somebody, it doesn't mean you have to reestablish a relationship with them. The process of reestablishing a relationship after forgiveness is separate from the forgiving process. It may not even be a part of it. You may decide that you're not going to reconnect with that other person, that even though you forgive them for what happened, you don't put yourself back into their vicinity. You know, sometimes people need to be kept at arm's length. Sometimes people need to have boundaries put upon them that keep them out of our lives if they are a risk for us. So now separate out those two pieces. The first piece is it's not about letting the other person off the hook. The other piece is that it's not about reestablishing relationship. You can forgive the other person and decide not to be in relationship with them. The last one that we have to let go of is that phrase we hear so often, forgive and forget. If you can forget something, if you really can wipe something from your mind, it's probably not something that you're struggling with forgiving. Forgiving and forgetting, it's not the same. Now, let me say that when you forgive somebody or forgive something that happened, you do probably think about it differently. So you remember it differently. You don't forget it, though. You just remember it and understand it differently. So part of where we get hung up is a lot of times we believe that somehow we have to forgive Second, we would be letting the other person off the hook if we did forgive. And third, that we somehow are supposed to forget that. That is not what happens. In fact, we just are changing our orientation so we're no longer anchored to that piece. We let go of it. Imagine that somebody's walking along and they toss a rock and that rock's flying through the air and it hits you and cuts you. And the the injury is there, right? And you pick up that rock and you squeeze it in your hands, and you walk around going, I'm not letting this go. And as you squeeze, that rock continues to dig into your hand. Now, the other place, wherever you got hit, might stop hurting, and no longer is the original injury hurting. It might be, but maybe it's healed. And then what's getting re-injured is the hand that keeps holding on to that rock, refusing to let it go. That's what happens when we stay caught on what's happened. We've picked up that rock, whatever happened, and we've held it tightly in our hands, so tightly that we get re-injured while the other person might be walking away, not even knowing that they hit us, not even caring that they hit us, not even aware of that part of the process. And there you are holding that rock, insisting that you will not let go of it while they walk freely away. If that doesn't make sense to you in the process, then neither does not forgiving. Now, there are two types of forgiving that we want to think about. The first is that we forgive others. And the second, which is sometimes harder, is that we also forgive ourselves. 
we have to accept that sometimes we make mistakes too. You know, sometimes people find it easier to actually forgive another person than to forgive themselves. Maybe you've hurt somebody else, or maybe you acted in ways that you, in retrospect, realize wasn't at your best. And maybe there are things that you wish you had done in the past or wish you could do differently. And all of those can be a piece of what keeps you stuck because then you're reflecting on where you fell short. And so when I talk about forgiving, I'm really talking about both prongs of that forgiveness piece forgiving others and forgiving ourselves so that we can let go of the past. Now, understand that when you forgive yourself, you're not letting yourself off the hook either, right? You're not saying, oh, that never happened. Nobody should ever blame me for that. There's no responsibility I have in that. You're just saying, I've got to move forward. I've got to learn those lessons and move forward. In fact, learning those lessons is a piece of the puzzle on either way. We have to figure out the lessons that are there that we need to move through which means that there are two linchpins, two lessons that I think are embedded in everything around us, two linchpins of understanding. The first one is that everyone does the best they can where they are. Now, let me just unpack that a minute. Everyone does the best they can. That doesn't mean they're optimal, right? They're not doing the best ever. It's not like they're at the top of their game, but where they are at that moment they're doing the best they can. I want you to think about that for a minute and, and see if that fits for you. You know, let's say that you wake up and you're really tired, you're really exhausted, and, and you, you, know, you, you kind of snap at somebody. Now, that later in the day might not be the best you could be. Maybe after a cup of coffee or after a nap, you could be better. But at that moment, you probably were doing the best you could. The same with other people around us, that they generally are doing the best they can. And let me say that even more definitely. They are doing the best they can given where they are. Again, this is not giving somebody a free pass. It's understanding that people are doing the best they can where they are, including yourself. You can hold somebody responsible and say, hey, you know what? Even though you're doing the best you can, that's not acceptable behavior. That's what we often do with kids, right? Because when a kid is in a bad spot, when a child is in a really tired, angry spot, they may be lashing out and you can recognize that they're doing the best they can where they are and still have consequences to that behavior. So understand, this is not about giving a free pass as much as understanding people from a place of empathy that includes ourselves, that people do the best they can where they are. Over the years, I keep testing this. I keep looking for somebody who violates this rule. I've done it in my clinical practice where sometimes people come in and say, you know, I wish I had done better. That's regret. But it doesn't mean that they weren't doing the best they could given where they were at that moment. I've looked at myself and I realized that even when I fall short, there there may be other reasons why that happened. That maybe I hadn't put in all the effort I could have, but was I doing the best I could at that moment, that, that spot in time? Which brings us to my second linchpin, that people do things for themselves primarily, not against other people. Now, understand that that doesn't mean that people are not injuring, not hurting other people, but they're doing it primarily for themselves. They're doing it to defend some part of themselves. They're doing it to somehow protect some part of themselves or to get something that they feel like they need. Again, not relieving them of responsibility as much as understanding that whatever they're doing is not necessarily against you. It's for themselves primarily. 
a secondary impact, a kind of a side effect of that is that you might get hurt. So let's say you go to the office and somebody lashes out at you. They might be doing that because they're afraid that they're going to get into trouble for your lack of effort or or what they perceive as your lack of effort or for their own lack of effort that they need to blame somewhere else. Or maybe they've already been fussed at. Maybe you have seen people who are just passing on what's happened to them. Or maybe somebody has to somehow make themselves right by lashing out. And in the process of making themselves right, they may hurt you, but they're lashing out for their own place. They're lashing out for their own place of pain. The problem is we tend to take those things personally. That's just human nature. We tend to take those things personally, but it's almost always about the other person. It's about their hurts, their pains, and their fears. And when we begin to understand that, we build a bit more empathy. In fact, those two linchpins are the linchpins of empathy that we can extend to others and ourselves. We all do, including ourselves, the best we can given where we are right then. And secondarily, we are doing things for ourselves primarily, not against others. And you put that out, people are doing things for themselves, not against us, which allows us a little bit of room to step forward, a little bit of understanding to step forward, a little bit of distance from the event. In fact, for me, that begins to help me understand a little bit. When somebody's hurt me, once I get, kind of get over myself and over my own pain, I can recognize that they were doing the best they could. I can begin to even see how they might have been doing the best they could, given the resources they had at that point, that where they were in place, what the pains were in their own lives, what the fears were that were driving them. And I can see that they're, they're, the thing that I'm taking personally says more about where they were. They were doing it for themselves to somehow protect themselves, somehow protect a piece of themselves. And when I do that, I begin to recognize that the process of empathy allows me to be a little more disconnected from the hurt. Now, let me be very, very clear. This is not about minimizing the pain that people go through. It's making sure that you don't get stuck in that pain and pay the price for that pain ongoing. Because what a loss if we allow ourselves to be limited, if we allow our lives to be made smaller because of the actions of somebody else that we can't let go of, that we choose to hold on to. When we don't forgive, it keeps us hostage and stuck, anchored to the hurtful events and the person involved, and so we don't get to move forward. If you think about something back there happens and you tie a rope around it and tie that rope to your your waist and you start moving forward and you get to the end of it and you're stuck and you keep trying to take a step forward and you keep trying to take a step forward and you keep trying to take a step forward into the next part of life, but you can't because of that anchor. Well, forgiveness is about untying that rope. It's not about dragging that rock forward, but untying the rope and walking away from it. Forgiveness is a a path to openness and acceptance. It's toward freedom. It's a way of finding our next place so that we're not held hostage to somebody else's actions. We're not held hostage to somebody's choices and decisions from where they were living in. And the same is true when we forgive ourselves to say, yeah, you know what? 
I was doing the best I could. That wasn't acceptable, and I have to change my behavior. It's possible. But given where I was, that was the best I could do. Now I need to learn the lesson and do better. So many times people tell me, you know, I wish I could go back and do this over again. And so many times I ask them the question, were you doing what you could at that point? Not in retrospect, not in in understanding backwards, but from at that point, can you look back and say, yeah, you know what? I really was doing the best I can. Now I've got to learn the lessons from it. Now you'll notice that there's an important part of this forgiveness process. It is the lessons. It is figuring out how to move forward from the process. If you need a piece of that process, all you need to go to do is go to thriveology.com slash forgive, thriveology.com slash forgive, and you'll come to a podcast that gives you my steps toward working towards forgiveness. And pretty soon you'll be able to get that forgive process as an ebook or later on in the fall as a paperback. It'll be soon available as an ebook uh, on major uh, platforms like um, uh, Kindle and iBooks and other platforms. So you can find that. But if you want something now, go to thrivology.com slash forgive, thrivology.com slash forgive, and begin working through the forgive process. Remember that forgiveness is the process that frees us from the past so that we can step forward in freedom. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you build your thriving life. listening to the Thrivology Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at Thrivology.com or at ThrivologyMagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T-H-R-I-V-E-O-L-O-G-Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.